Hello and welcome again to We Watch Movies, a podcast where we watch movies and then talk about them. I'm your host, Elijah, and my good friend Forrest is here as always. How are you doing today, Forrest? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, man. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Today, we're going to be continuing our Harry Potter series, talking about movies three and four, halfway through. It's exciting. And then after that, in the second segment, uh, I have a little little quiz for Forrest to see how he's doing so far with the movies. Um, I'm guessing I'm it's not. Attention. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing it's not going to go well, but. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. I think you're just out for revenge after that 44% from last week. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a really awkward podcast if I don't talk to you. <laughs> I can just talk about everything myself. We need, we need to get a mediator like Hermione in here just to, tell each other what the other is saying <laughs> oh gosh oh <laughs> so bad for her please don't make me do this <laughs> not an owl <laughs> i will never oh, talk yeah, to the british accent again i'm sorry yeah that's that's just that was offensive to my senses yeah yeah <laughs> anyway um before we get started i think both of us want to mention the fact that um, Chadwick Boseman, the actor who portrayed most famously Black Panther in the Marvel movies, uh, passed away a few nights ago of cancer. And we just want to acknowledge that and express our condolences to his family. It's horrible and awful and the world lost a true hero. And I think we both agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I'm overstating it to say that there are so many scenes in those Marvel films that he absolutely captured, whether it's the Black Panther film, where practically every scene he's in, he captures, or a film like Civil War, when you first get his introduction, or the chase when he's chasing Captain America, or in Infinity War and Endgame when he has a limited role, but you know the, the iconic line, get that man a shield, or in Endgame when the portals open and he's the first one to step out. Yeah. Yeah. An incredible actor and an incredible human. And it's so tragic that we lost him so soon. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I had no clue. He was apparently had been sick for several years and I, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if he kept it private or if we just didn't hear about it, but yeah, long live the king. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Absolutely. Um, in honor of him, next week for our mini episode, we'll be talking about Black Panther. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we just wanted to take a minute to mention that. But we're going to move on now and talk about Harry Potter. You you ready? You got anything you want to say? Other than the fact that I feel like I've only been watching Harry Potter for the last month and a half. <laughs> it kind of feels like that. And I'm, and I'm realizing I'm only halfway through it. It's kind of crazy. It's only four movies. You did 10 Nolan movies in a week. You can do this. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. 
I forgot about that. Oh, speaking of Nolan, I have news. I am seeing Tenet on Monday. I hate you. I hate you a lot. I'm going to be as safe as humanly possible, drown myself in hand sanitizer, sit next to nobody. You have to wear a mask the whole time. The theaters are 40% capacity, but I have my ticket and I'm going to see Tenet. (laughs) You're going alone? Yeah, Jackie didn't want to go. (laughs) You're going to swallow the hand sanitizer? I mean, that, that might be detrimental to your health. I'm not sure. My insides will be so clean. (laughs) I'm not sure how long I'll survive after I see Tenet, but it'll be worth it. Also, another thing I'm minorly excited about is the first trailer for Dune is packaged with Tenet. Mm. So that should be exciting. Yeah, I'll be able to tell you about all of the things you're jealous of. Yeah, because my theaters are not open. Yeah. And it's sad. That is sad. I wish you could go. I'm, I'm not trying to gloat, but I'm just super excited. <laughs> I'm not trying to gloat, but I it just happens that way sometimes. <laughs> just natural. <laughs> just comes naturally. Yeah. All right. Let's get into these. Let's, let's, do, it. These let's do it. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the adaptation of the third Harry Potter book and the third Harry Potter movie in the series. It's directed by Alfonso Cuaron arguably the most well-known director to direct a Harry Potter movie. Um, And it stars all the usual people with the notable addition of um, Gary Oldman in this one, Mm -hmm. as well as um, David Thulis. (laughs) I never knew how to pronounce his last name. Um, (laughs) I just watched a movie with him last night. Yeah, he's in Wonder Woman like, too. Who is that? I was, I was like, who is that? And then I was like, hey, it's it's David Thewlis. Yeah, from Harry Potter. Lupin. I just call him Lupin. <laughs> Lupin. Um, yeah. So this one is the story. Harry is once again at his aunt and uncle's for the summer, and when he gets back to Hogwarts, he or on the Hogwarts Express, he encounters a Dementor, which is a guard of the wizard prison Azkaban. And uh, he learns that Sirius Black, a noted mass murderer, has escaped from Azkaban, the first person to ever escape. And apparently he escaped to come after Harry and kill him because he was a big supporter of you-know-who. Um, no, who? who? You-know-who. You uh no i don't yeah yeah you you know who he who must not be named (laughs) you mean voldemort (gasps) you're not supposed to say his name (laughs) uh but yeah this this is one of the most unique harry potter stories um there is not a single appearance in any form of Voldemort, which is it's the only one like that. And it's the first one that I qualify as dark. Like this is the first one that could maybe be rated PG 13. Um, mm. There's some spooky stuff in here. And before we the get Dementors. into it, yeah, Dementors and the wolf, the werewolf. Um, werewolf. Yeah. I, I want to say this is, I think, the best Harry Potter movie. 
and it's one of my top three favorite Harry Potter movies. I think it's hard to beat Coron's direction, and everyone's just really on point as usual. So, what did you think of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah, so I watched this, I think, a week ago, and I was like, oh, it's good. And I, I, I found some minor, minor, minor critiques. And then I watched this. I was, I was on YouTube and I was watching these old archival clips of uh, Siskel and Ebert's at the movies. And they were talking about, uh, I think they were talking about Empire Strikes Back. And they were just hitting home consistently how much of a fun movie it was and how that is an aspiring quality to have in a film. And so my, in light of that, this is a fun movie. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. HP3, oh, three, HP3 mm-hmm. is just great. It's so fun. It's one of the, it's one of three, I think, that are the most rewatchable of the Harry Potters. Mm. No, like I said, it's, it's a fun movie. The cast is, again, outstanding. They replaced Dumbledore. I believe because the first actor died. Yeah, Richard before. Harris passed away. And it didn't even skip a beat. It seems like this uh, this new Dumbledore just fills the role and makes it his own without, uh, I would say, betraying, I guess betraying the previous iteration, but he's certainly not trying to imitate the last actor. Yeah, yeah. It, the the story is well done i thought the the intro uh, so the first three films there's three separate ways that harry you know goes on this mini adventure trying to escape his stupid family to get to hogwarts <laughs> and of the three of them i thought this one was the zaniest yep yeah and it was also the quickest i think on the uh the magic triple decker bus with the the night the, bus I, yeah, the night bus with the the interesting selection of characters there. That was that was quite interesting. I thought the <laughs> I thought that the introduction of Sirius Black, the way he was introduced to the show into the film by the newspaper, yeah, and the exposition by uh, Ron's father. I thought that was a very clever way of doing it and telling us what we needed to know without wasting time showing us him yeah. escaping because later in the film you realize that him escaping is is very inconsequential to the story and when the twist happens you realize well we would have wasted a lot of time if, had we seen that. So I thought that was very well done and it was quick to the point and we were able to get to Hogwarts a bit faster than the last two films. Yes. Also I would like to shout out Stan Shunpike, the conductor of the night bus, for being hilarious. <laughs> I know most of his lines by heart. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should be impressed or concerned. It's so funny. What'd you fall over for? I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> well, come on then. Let's not wait for the grass to grow. Um, I thought you told me you weren't going to do a British accent again. I lied. Here you are. <laughs> It's Harry Potter. I have to quote it all in British. Yeah. And then I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, the next Defense Against the Dark. What is up with all the Defense Against the Dark arts? 
teachers. This is like a gimmick at this point. Yeah, I'm glad you're catching on. It continues. <laughs> Throughout the whole film? I mean, series? Um, Most of it? Some yes, of it. actually, technically, everyone has a different uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, technically. I thought they, I thought Snape wanted to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yeah. So why didn't they just give it to him? Problem solved. Uh, reasons. Are we going to get into those reasons, or are they just unexplained reasons? No, no, they're actual reasons. Oh, gotcha. I can't remember if they're in the movies, though, so if they're not, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, please do. So the first film, that weird, the weird guy, uh-huh. he was that was the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. He ended up being the main villain, and then... The guy played by Kenneth Branagh in the uh-huh. second one, and uh-huh. he ended up being an, a minor antagonist, kind of more. He was like a, a fraud. He was a fraud, but he was kind of in there for comedic relief. Some, you know, he didn't really do much. And then we get to this third one, and I was certain I was like, "There's no way they're gonna make this guy." a villain, three straight villains at Defense Against the Dark Arts. At that point, they need to be finding someone else to be hiring teachers. (laughs) They need a new HR. (laughs) They they need a much better HR. (laughs) So I was pretty convinced, even though you saw a lot of that buddying up to Harry throughout the film between Lupus and Harry. Lupin. Lupin, not Lupin. (laughs) Lupus is an illness, I believe. Well, I just apologize just in general for that one. Lupin, you see Lupin and Harry buddy up with one another throughout the film. And he mentions Harry's parents and how he knew them. And you see this bond and it's almost this unbetrayable bond between them. And so it seems like the most likely candidate for a plot twist backstab. So then we get to the scene in the... what. what what is that shack called? One day you will remember the name of anything in Harry Potter. It's the Shrieking Shack. <laughs> okay, so the scene in the Shrieking Shack when Sirius Black shows up and it looks like Sirius Black and Lupin are in uh, working together and they're both the bad guys, the villains here. It was just an interesting way they twisted it yeah. because it was so, it was almost so subtle that I didn't catch it. So I had to rewind it and rewatch because I was trying to figure out why Harry was working with them now, but it was really well done. I really liked that. The whole time travel thing in the latter half of the film was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. because There were a lot of these days, ex machina moments that didn't make sense. And then everything makes perfect sense so that was awesome it's just a fun movie it is credit to the main three actors specifically emma watson and what's his name daniel radcliffe Mm -hmm. yeah they're great emma watson has a lot of time to shine in this one Mm -hmm. Um, i love which is nice considering the the second one, she was kind of MIA for the latter half of the film there. Definitely true. 
um, you can tell their chemistry is growing. They, they work really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sirius or Gary Oldman's performance as Sirius Black is phenomenal. Um, just really the fact amazing. That stuff. Gary Oldman just shows up. <laughs> what yeah. is up with this? Yeah, I mean, Ray Fiennes just shows up in the next one. I know. Well, I was expecting that. I was expecting Gary Oldman to just pop up. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. What I'm going to just ask you some questions about different parts, okay. if you don't mind. What did you think of Peter Pettigrew and the Scabbers twist? Peter Pettigrew. That... That must have been embarrassing for Ron. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Well, shoot. And yeah, another really clever done. That Scavers character, Pettigrew, is just a disgusting, disgusting character. And it's very, uh, very well represented in his, uh, his appearance. Yeah, that was a good twist. I was not expecting that. I don't think anyone could have expected the rat was the bad guy. I, yeah, I think that's why it worked so well in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, who thinks of that? That's that's almost brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's like you. It's a character, quote unquote, character scabbers you've introduced into previous books as just one of the main three's pet. And look, right. now he's the villain. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, it's just bizarre (laughs) it's very bizarre what were your thoughts on dementors yeah so this is what i had a question with if if these things are evil or dark and and i don't know if they're necessarily evil but they are dark spirits is that accurate um i wouldn't necessarily say spirits they're dark creatures dark creatures okay so if they're dark creatures that are seemingly uncontrollable, why are they deploying them at a school for children? Uh, yeah, that's the question, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think, first off, they're the guards of Azkaban. Right. Um, and so in a logical sense, regardless of what the guards are, it makes sense to put the guards of the prison on watch for the bad guy. Right. Um, However, they are Dementors. Um, Dumbledore, it's mentioned, he tried not to have them. And when the Minister of Magic insisted, he said they would not be allowed on school grounds. Um, Right. So them going on school grounds at the end was breaking that. And Dumbledore immediately makes everyone, makes them like go away. Like he's not allowing them anymore because of that. Um, I absolutely love how Dumbledore will cooperate with his superiors to a point but then if it gets ridiculous he's like you know forget it yeah he's like i'm dumbledore what are you gonna do (laughs) seriously what can they do literally nothing Uh (laughs) yeah so they weren't in the school they weren't supposed to be in the school ever um and even the one that he and that harry and lupin were practicing on was a bogart Um, right yeah okay Speaking of the Bogart, what did you think of the Bogart scene in the Defense Against the Dark Arts class? Yeah, no, I, that was uh, that was pretty fun. And then I like I liked that moment 
at the end where it's Harry's turn and Lupin steps in and later he says that he stepped in because he was afraid he might uh, just uh, the Boggart might turn into Voldemort there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the one who must not be named. <laughs> it's okay, we're muggles, we don't care. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's a little offensive. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sad too. What's up? What's up with that? Come on. Um, also, yeah, yeah. The stupid guy, Malfoy, he's the worst in this. Yeah. Yep. The scene where Emma Watson punches him in the face, or Hermione punches him in the face, is such catharsis because the names he shouts at her are made up, but they feel horrible, and I hate them. Yes. they. To be fair, they are horrible in-universe. But And how is that kid not expelled yet? Because his father's super rich. And has okay, most of the ministry in his pocket. After four, he should have been expelled. <laughs> yeah, but nobody knew that happened outside of Harry. He was the only witness. Did Harry not tell people? Uh, I guess it's it's you, you'll you'll see said. what you'll see what happens in number five with all that. Yeah, yeah. Malfoy's the worst, especially with Buckbeak. Holy crap! With who? Buckbeak. Oh, yes, right. That's yeah. right. Speaking of um, Buckbeak, for the scene in the pumpkin patch where he's, you know, there laying down and Harry's mm-hmm. trying to free him, uh, that's mm-hmm. an animatronic Buckbeak. Hmm. Really? Yeah. They made an animatronic Buckbeak. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Uh, the flying scene where Harry first flies on Buckbeak is one mm-hmm. of the most majestic scenes in the series. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Very cool. The time turner is hilarious. It, every every little detail is really set up because every, the whole movie, they're like, how did you get here, Hermione? What the heck? You just popped out of nowhere and it's wrapped up. And like you said, all the ex machinas are explained. And right. It's just, it's really impressive storytelling. Time Turner is fun because I, I love that scene where Dumbledore is in the infirmary with the three of them and he starts spouting off what sounds like nonsense and then three seconds later you know exactly what he's talking about. Yep. Yeah. Also, Hermione turning the Time Turner and Harry goes to touch it and she slaps his hand is awesome. It's yes. hilarious. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and my favorite scene, I want to know what you thought of it, of Harry realizing he cast the charm and then going out and we have that epic moment where the music cuts out and he just yells the spell and then everything comes back in. It's, it's amazing. I love that scene. Oh, that was the worst scene of the whole film. I hated that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was a good scene. I was a little confused why he thought it was his father that cast the spell originally because I thought it just looked like this. Is it? Does it look like a white, like just this light it's is a it, white stag yeah. like a male deer and i can't remember if this is in the movie but his dad was an animagus like sirius and peter and he turned into a stag i'm sorry he was a what animagus does that mean you can turn into animals yes there was a whole defense against the dark arts lesson on this in the movie yes Remember when Snape subs in for Lupin and he's like, turn to page 394. 
Oh, I thought we were talking about werewolves in that one. Yeah, but there's also, he asks, what's the difference between a werewolf and an animagus? And then Hermione answers the question and says, an animagus turns into an animal by choice. A werewolf doesn't have a choice. I was not paying attention in class, apparently. Yes, the four marauders, well, the three of the marauders are animagi. And Harry's dad, it's the plural. The marauders, you know the map? The marauders map. Mm-hmm. You saw that part. <laughs> yes. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Yeah? Yeah. Mooney is Lupin. Okay. Is the moon. Wormtail is Pettigrew, because rats have wormtails. Padfoot is Sirius. He's the dog. And Prongs is Harry's dad, the stag. Okay. And... Okay. See, this is these are the points where I get confused. I, they were all friends, and yes, they were marauders. That's just what they called themselves. So they were just a group of friends. Yes, at, at Hogwarts. Why did he choose the name Wormtail? That's ridiculous. Uh, uh, knowing the group dynamic that's revealed later on, I'm guessing the other three were thought it was funny and made him do it. <laughs> mm. That's fair. That's fair. Also, I resent the, the, the comment that rats have worm tails. I used to have pet rats. That's just ridiculous. Was your pet rat actually a man? I hope not because they were females. Ugh. I didn't get male rats because male rats are very dirty. Gotcha. Anyway, I mean uh, that that would imply that female rats aren't dirty, <laughs> which they are, of course, just not that dirty. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's wrap up number three. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites. What would you rate, or what did you rate, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? It was definitely the best of the first three, and I think by a long shot, I think the first two pale in comparison. Yep, and, and I obviously don't have any sentimentality tied to either of the first films. I think there was a big step up between certainly two and three. I think two was the weakest by far. And I'm going to give this a... That said, I'm going to give it the same score I gave the first film, and that's going to be a three out of five stars. I think it's a great film. It's the one that I remember hearing about the most, and it was the one I was most intrigued about seeing I recall I recall it playing a lot during Christmas time, and so it's like I kind of want to see that. What the Prisoner of Azkaban? That sounds so mysterious. Yeah. It turns out we never go to Azkaban in that movie, so nope. my my expectations were not met. But it's still a good, still a good <laughs> film. Yes, I'm glad you thought so. Uh, okay, next, just let's let's move right on in. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, number four directed by Mike Newell and an adaptation of the fourth Harry Potter book. Uh, notable additional cast members include Mad-Eye Moody, I forget, Brendan Gleeson, that's his name. Thank you. And a no whole lot of other people because the cast gets a lot bigger on this one. <laughs> Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Lots of people. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? 
Did you know that meme beforehand? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it the day before. I was like, "What's this?" And I clicked on it and <laughs> on YouTube, and I watched it. It's a good Dumbledore esque comedy, and then screams. I'm like, oh, "Wow, that's!" I don't think the first Dumbledore would have done that. <laughs> it's a good meme. Anyway, it's a little energetic. The story of this one is after some crazy stuff happening at the Quidditch World Cup, Harry and friends return to Hogwarts only to find out that this year is the Triwizard Tournament where three magical schools come together to compete for an inter-school competition where one champion is chosen from each school to go through three very dangerous tasks. And uh, things go a little sideways when Harry is chosen by the Goblet of Fire as a fourth champion. And everyone goes crazy, especially because only seventh years are supposed to compete, and he is a fourth year. And also because of the fact that it's Harry Potter, and obviously something happened with him because it always happens with him. And Ron gets upset, and they become frenemies for a while. Hermione is caught in between that, and there's a lot more drama than the other movies. And then some crap happens during the third task, and now Voldemort's back. So that's a fun one. Yeah, there's a lot in this film. And if this film taught me anything, it's that Hogwarts, it may not teach you math or science, but it will certainly teach you the spirit of competition. They love their competitions. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it is ridiculous. That said, I think this certain, the Triwizard Cup tournament, is that yep. what it's called? It's the Triwizard Tournament, and the trophy is the Triwizard Cup. That said, I think this tournament lends to a lot of fun moments in this movie. And I think this is, in my opinion, the most fun of the four films thus far. It's a blast. This For a long time, this was my favorite one. Let me ask, the, the, opening, the opening sequence at the... Quidditch Cup. How how long? How much time did they spend on that in the book? In the book, we get the full detailed match. Okay, because it, it felt like you know, in fifteen minutes we're through you know the the beginning the Quidditch Cup and we're at Hogwarts, so it seemed like they they abridged it very you know quickly to move on to the rest of the story. They definitely did because this is just for context. The third book was four hundred ish pages. The fourth book was 700 pages. Wow. So they had to trim. And I think they did a good job. Someone got the writer's bug. Yeah. Yeah, that said, it was for... It almost seemed like it was just tacked on there for no reason. But then there are so many moments within that series of events that foreshadow what happens later. Yeah, you've you've got those those cloaked followers of Ray Fiennes. <laughs> yep, you you're introduced to Crumb, the 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 key thing. What is the key thing called? The you mean the Quidditch ball? No, 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 no. The thing that they touch oh, and the, they the port key, the port key. Yeah, the port key. I was going to say portal key, but I knew that was wrong. I mean, that's basically the gist. (laughs) Yeah. They introduced the concept of a port key and it, 
it's just and then they introduce the the main villain who yeah. doesn't show up until much later in the film again who's played is that the guy that play portrays doctor who yeah he's one of the doctors david tennant yeah why does everyone keep showing up in this because everyone loves harry potter and wanted to be in it <laughs> also that by this by this point their budgets were just huge so they could get whoever <laughs> hmm. they didn't get the og wizard yeah they already had their wizard Inferior as he may be. Oof. <laughs> Those are fighting words, I know. They're very fighty. <laughs> yeah, so this film, again, I can't stress how much was. I thought the whole the whole sequence of events with Harry Potter's name ending up in the Goblet of Fire and trying to figure out who put his name in, I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought there were, should have been some restrictions and rules and regulations in regard to that because let's face it, either Harry put it in himself and that's not allowed or someone put his name in for Harry and that also should not be allowed. So I was, I was really confused. You know, he has to compete because reasons. He has to compete because the goblet chose him and that's the rules. Okay. Okay. Well. I guess that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Seeing the other schools, the school from Russia and the school from France, that was fun. Bo Battens and Durmstrang. Right. The schools from Russia and the schools from <laughs> France. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like the interactions. Um, I think Crumb and Hermione are, I love that little subplot. It's kind of hilarious. Um, that leads into the thing that I hated the most about this film, and that was Ron. Yeah, Ron, Ron's is the worst. He's a butt in the worst. Cut cut your hair, dude. You look like the worst. Yeah, I forgot. Everyone, nobody got haircuts before the filming of this one. (laughs) I mean, he, he gets all mad at Harry for no reason. Yeah. And then he's just treats Hermione like garbage the whole film. Yeah. Okay. I mean, even more so than normal. And Harry's just trying to, you know, keep everything normal, and he's just being the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Ron's a Ron's a little butt in this one, but he he comes around eventually, which is nice. He has to because now now he's points against him in my book. <laughs> I'm yeah. keeping a list of. The names of all the people who have wronged, uh, wronged me. Wronged me. He's at the top. <laughs> I got you. Uh, okay, there's four specific, well, technically five, five specific scenes I want to talk to you about. Um, I'll start with my with with uh, the Yule Ball. <laughs> what did you think of the Yule Ball? <laughs> oh, there was so much high school angst. So much angst sequence. <laughs> And I was trying to figure out why neither Ron nor Harry just asked Hermione. I thought that would have been a no-brainer. Yeah, just as friends. They're idiots. Oh, yeah. I think that's made very clear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It hurts to watch. Sometimes I skip the old ball because it's so painful. (laughs) It was was so bad. I I was embarrassed for the two of them. 
Yeah. To be fair, that's the point, and it does a good job of that, but it's so hard. I was embarrassed and also very disappointed in both of them. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Ron had to go out of his way to make Hermione's night bad. Yeah, no kidding. She looks so nice in that dress. Yeah, he's just, he's just the worst. I, I understand you're struggling with Ron right now. <laughs> it really does capture well the entire awkwardness and angst of a high school dance. True, true, very true. Uh, uh, okay, that's. I'm glad you have the same feelings as I do about that. Uh, yeah. How, how about the tasks? The tasks are, I think, so fantastic, and I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Also, how the heck do they get away with that? That's not borderline (laughs) cruel, as Hermione says. That is cruel. That's uh, that's it's Hogwarts, man. This is the Wizarding World. Get used to it. (laughs) I mean, I guess they did warn them. (laughs) They did. They did warn them, and they also made it so only seventh years could do it. But then Harry got in. I will say I'm not quite sure how it was fair that the in the second test, you know, Ron, which you know, again, that's understandable, Ron, but the other three, you know, were I don't know if they were willing participants in that or what, being submerged under the water there waiting for one of the four <laughs> contestants to rescue him. Again, Ron deserved it. The other three, I'm not sure. I think um I think in the book it's mentioned there they're willing so okay yeah. and i assume dumbledore or someone would have stepped in had they yes, not that is for sure mentioned okay uh, yeah it because was. it's not mentioned in the movie yeah it's not <laughs> harry mentioned harry rescues the the little sister of the one contestant and it's like wait would she have just died otherwise one of the points in the book is harry lets his courageous hero mode take over and get the best of him and then when he's out of the water he's like oh i'm so after a while he's like i was so stupid of course she wouldn't have just drowned dumbledore would have saved her or something Uh, yeah that's fair that's fair uh he definitely has that hero mode a lot yes yeah all right Uh, the first task i love the dragon the dragon action sequence doesn't happen in the book it's just it all stays in the arena in the book but i love that they expanded it because it's so fun and exciting the dragon chase that rarely happens in a film yeah a film a book to film adaption expanding on something that's not mentioned but it's good it's definitely good cinema yes it is it is and him sliding down the rooftops was practical they built a set uh, obviously a controlled set with safety wires and stuff, but he did do the, the sliding nice. down. That is pretty insane. Yeah. And I think they were able to get a dragon on the set too. I know. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the dragons. I thought they were animated very well. Yeah. The head was animatronic. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then of course the maze, the maze. Oh man. The one shot that sticks out for me. Goblet of Fire is the slow-mo extreme close-up of Harry looking around the corner watching um, just creeping through the maze. I think that's a great shot. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah. I think there are a couple of shots of him creeping through the maze. True. The maze is awesome. The maze is insane. Yeah. That is 
terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like straight up horror movie. <laughs> Crumb, Crumb turns into the zombified monster. Yep. And and in retrospect, it makes absolute sense that he just ignores Harry. Yep. And uh, I can't remember if they explained this in the movie, but in the book, it's revealed that uh, Moody was actually using the Imperious curse on him and controlling him. And that's why. Yeah, they they reference that he's cursed. They don't yeah. necessarily reference it's that curse. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and then it's it's great. They get to they almost get to the cup, and Robert Pattinson Ced- is going to be Cedric. Cedric, who I thought was going to be a jerk character, but turns into being an awesome character, and I was really happy about that because Robert Pattinson is awesome. He is. I'm glad we've come around to that. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> it did take a while. I was trying to convince you, but <laughs> now you know. Well, when the only thing I knew him from was Twilight, it's a little, it's a little tough to. Forrest, I think he hates Twilight more someone. than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. No. So that that scene where Harry lets his heroic side kick in again—that's awesome. You know. Yeah. You expect him to do you expect him to do that, but in the moment there's this brief second where you are not sure if he's gonna do it. Yeah. And I don't know how they captured that, just the expressions of their face, then the music, the score, everything just lined up perfectly to have this one brief moment to cast doubt in yeah. the viewers despite the last three, you know, three plus this film's worth of seeing Harry's character displayed and you still get that moment of doubt brilliant yeah and then we get to the end of the maze and they both grab it at the same time and what do you know it's a port key and then more things happen what did you think of the graveyard scene uh it's the darkest the darkest scene of first four movies by far darkest i think in multiple ways <laughs> yeah yeah definitely we had we see Pettigrew back yep you know i'm th- can i just sidebar here for a second do you recall the guy that plays the Pettigrew? um i can't remember his name right now uh, but i can look it up really quickly yeah well, I'm I'm almost there. Goblet of Fire. Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall, if I am not mistaken, plays a very similar character in Enchanted. Really? Have you seen that movie? No. It's I know it's he, a Disney thing. He plays a, I believe. I believe he plays a rat. I mean, a he turned. He plays a squirrel turned into a human. Huh. That's kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, is no, it's not a squirrel. That what is? Okay. Yeah. You know, he plays. He plays something like that. A rat or something that turns into a human. And so when in three. 
the the rat guy, Skeevers, Skeevers, Scabbers, Scabbers, <laughs> turns into, you know, his human form. I was like, hey, that's the, that's the chipmunk or whatever from <laughs> Enchanted. That's pretty funny. I didn't know that. He 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 plays like very similar character. He he's like the he's the bad guy. Oh. He's trying to deceive the prince, and then I think at the end he you know he's working for the evil queen, and then I think I think at the end he uh, he turns good. But it's just oh. kind of funny to watch. Anyway, back back to four <laughs> the the graveyard scene that was, dude, they killed. Robert Pattinson straight up or Cedric as he's called in this film. Yeah. Straight up murdered him. Kill, kill the spare of Atticadavra. Zoop dead. Without even a moment's hesitation. Yeah. There was not even time to mourn. It was horrible. I was like, surely they just, nope. I told you it they gets darker. <laughs> yeah. And then we get Voldemort's resurrection, which is pretty messed up. Yeah, uh, that's to say the least. Yeah, and then we get Voldemort. What did you think of Voldemort? I've been ra- waiting for Ray Fiennes to show up for four movies. I'm so happy he's finally here. Uh huh. Which he- I know is like the complete opposite of <laughs> everyone else's feelings. On the subject, Voldemort's back, and I'm, I'm just very excited. Ray Fiennes has arrived. It is yeah. very, it's a very awesome arrival sequence. Yeah, I uh, will say, I will say, it feels really. I don't know if contrived is the right word, but it seems like a very simple resurrection when they've spent 13 years. You know, he spent 13 years trying to come back. Well, remember, first off, they needed three ingredients for it. And Mm -hmm. this was the one instance where they were all together. And also, he needed someone to actually carry it out. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I will say, it seemed a lot more straightforward than his last two attempts to resurrect himself. Certainly more straightforward than in the second film that was just confusing understandable though i still don't understand what happened in the second film yeah i know you don't (laughs) (laughs) but this 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 was a lot of fun i loved seeing all those masked guys come back and the reveal that malfoy's father is one of the father for of voldemort and it's to be expected but it's kind of awesome to see that reveal. It's really awesome. And then we get one of my favorite scenes in the whole series, which is the duel. Mm. It's just visually spectacular and really powerful. And I love it. it, Isn't it the second uh, wizard V wizard duel that we get in the whole series? Uh, It's definitely the most intense one so far. And I, I guess in three, there weren't any, actual duels there weren't there weren't any duels in three and in In, two we got snape versus lockhart (laughs) lockhart yeah so this is this is the first really proper like duel with stakes (laughs) yeah it was pretty awesome we saw we saw you know voldemort 
you know, mess around with him for a couple minutes there, and then they, you know, lock lock wands, and there's, you know, a power beam going back between them. And then we get Cedric and Harry's parents or the ghosts of their parents talking to him saying, you know, we'll we'll help you. And did we see the old man from the beginning of the film? Did he yes. show up? Yeah. Ghost? You're right. That, that was random, but props to him for helping out, I guess. It was um it was meant to be the most recent victims of Voldemort. Gotcha. Oh, and that would be those four. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. The snake. I know about the snake. Nagini? Yeah. What do you know about the snake? I know that she's a person or was a person. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, We don't really talk about that. We don't? No. Fantastic Beasts 2 went off the rails a little bit. Isn't she played by Zoe Kravitz? Maybe. I saw that movie like once and it was fine and crazy stuff happened and let's just say Nagini's a snake. <laughs> it's not, I mean, not once is her human past touched on in the Harry Potter mainline series. So, I do like snakes. You have one. Mm-hmm. Which I learned, true. I learned that this morning. Yes. We speak all the time. Yeah. So maybe I'm not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're not. Anyway, what did you think <laughs> of the final the final reveal? Because this movie, the ending of this movie is like 45 minutes of intensity. Um, so yeah, what did you think of the final reveal with Mad-Eye? Of course, the the dark arts teacher had something to do with it and... Of course, this was like a twist on a twist. Yeah, twist the the d- defense against the dark arts teacher is a bad guy. Oh, who who didn't see that coming? But twist, it wasn't really the defense against the dark arts teacher. Yeah, it was Barty Crouch Jr. So I have a question for you. I figured you would. At what point does the real Moody get locked in the box? I'm assuming there's a point. If you're watching, I'm assuming like the first, it it's all the whole movie, the whole time. It's Barty Crouch. It happens before. Okay. In the book, um, there's an early scene where Harry's reading a newspaper, and there's a report, like a wizard police report, kind of, about how Mad Eye Moody called in about a disturbance in his yard, Um, and investigators went to see what was going on, and they just found him being his normal loony self. And it's implied that that disturbance was Barty Crouch Jr. breaking in, taking over, and assuming his identity. Okay, I gotcha. I, I was just wondering, something I picked up on is that that dude that you mentioned, Jr., we'll call him Jr. Okay. Jr. licked his lips a lot, yep. and he licked his lips while he was in disguise. So I was wondering if there was, I wanted to go back, I was wondering if there's a sequence where you see Moody and then... I was wondering if there was a point in the film where he started licking his lips and if that was a tell that there had been a, a, a takeover. That's but a really good I thought. I guess not. The, the licking actually is a sign of the polyjuice potion slowly wearing off. You'll notice every time Moody does do the licking, um, mm-hmm. he takes a drink immediately. Right. So that's that. But good observation. Thanks. 
Thank you. Yeah. So that's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I'm. You seem to be enjoying each one more than the last, with the exception of two. So what's what's your rank? What did you rate Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? So before I give my ranking, I just want to say. And to put this into context for you, Elijah, we've discussed how you don't like, you're not a big fan of Westerns, and I think it's just the general setting does not appeal to you in any way. Is that accurate? Generally, yeah, I think so. That's how I feel about this wizarding world. Okay. However, I, through the first two films, I could appreciate that they were both good storytelling. Three, I thought was good. Four, I thought was really good. And, it, and it's interesting because when I am not watching the films, I don't, I, I don't ever think about them. And there's really not any like any in my head. Oh, I can't wait to watch the next film. But when I watch the films, certainly three and four, I think one and two were to get through in the midpoints for me at least. But three and four, I I really enjoyed. And at the end, I was increasingly I, yeah. I'm, thinking yeah i'm really looking forward to the next film at the end of four i'm very much looking forward to five and i i you know can't wait yeah i'm so glad i think so i've been i've been mulling this back and over over back and forth in my head all night and i i think i'm gonna give it i i don't want to be reactionary and give it four i'm gonna give it a nice 3.5 but it may turn into a four, but I, I just want to be a bit conservative here and not overreact. That's, that's fine with me. I'm, I expected something like that and I I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think as you can tell, I think it's the best of the four thus far. Yep. I will say number five as a movie is one of the most entertaining ones by far. Okay. okay. Um, not that this matters to you. It is the one that strays the most from the book. Oh no, I am devastated. (laughs) And that's simply because it's the longest book. It's almost 900 pages and you can't make a two, two and a half hour movie from 900 pages. No, you can't. So I think they did a great job. I think it's a super entertaining movie as a cinematic work of art. Mm. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about five and six. Yeah, it should be, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Speaking of fun, I'm about to have some because we're going to move on to our second segment and give Forrest a little quiz. I have 20 questions, five questions for each of the first four movies. I tried to give some easy ones, some more challenging ones. Some of them are about the filmmaking. Some are about the story. Some are about little details. So we'll see how you do, Mr. 44%. I believe you're Mr. 44%. Uh, it's going to change right now. <laughs> I think I, I think I should do fine. I think. Uh, unless you ask me to recite spells, but I thought you told me last week you weren't, so I'm a little nervous. Um, I did not include any spells. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Leviosa? <laughs> some of these... We talked about briefly, so I hope you know those. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll really we'll see how you do. We'll see we'll see how you do. Okay. Starting with question one. 
Who so, did, quick, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are we gonna we gonna do? It's five per film, and we're starting with the first five from the first. Film. Yes, it's in order. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Number one, who directed the first two Harry Potter movies? If if you need a hint, I can give you one. David Fincher. No, you're incorrect. <laughs> I, I was I was an action. I'll take that hint, please. Uh, in 1492. Ah, Chris Columbus. There you go. <laughs> I'm not counting that, but oh come on! You said I, you offered the hint. Yeah. After you said David Fincher. <laughs> but I thought that was obvious. I was joking. I thought it was one of those, I have no idea, so I'm just going to say a random director answers. <laughs> no, I said David Fincher because it was so ridiculous that you would have known it was a joke. Come I'll give on. you half a point. That This is bullcrap. <laughs> no more hints. Okay, from, okay, we'll set the standard. From now on, a hint is half, okay? Is that fair? Okay, but can I get a full point here? <sighs> Fine. Sweet. Number two, name the three types of Quidditch balls. The Seeker. That's one. Is that right? No, that's no, that's, a, that's a <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> three balls, the, the, the types of balls, the Quidditch balls. You know what they use to play. The I game. know, I know, I know. I'm not going to get this. You at least name the little tiny one with wings. I thought it was the seeker. <laughs> That's who catches it. <laughs> I realize that now. Uh, hmm. I'm going to chalk this up to an incorrect answer. What, where's my hint? I could at least get half. Uh, I've decided not to give you one this time. The correct answers are the quaffle. The I knew it. Bludgers. I was about to say that. Were you? And the golden snitch. Would snitch have been an acceptable answer? Yes. Darn it. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's. Your... I, I do know they originally used birds for the snitch. Yeah, because I told you that. Good job remembering my trivia. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I yeah. try. So you're at fifty percent right now. That's an Sweet. F. Um, well, number three. What are Harry's parents' names? Ha! This is easy. <laughs> Potter. <laughs> what are Harry's parents' first names? You didn't specify. <laughs> Names gives the implication of first name. I think we've already mentioned his father's first name in this episode. Did we? We may have. We may have. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I said his actual name. I thought you said some of these were going to be easy. 
this is supposed to be easy. Like, this is common Harry Potter knowledge if you've seen the movies. <laughs> okay, the, the, the mother's name starts with an L. The father's name starts with a J. A J? Jack. <laughs> Incorrect. And Lena. Jack and Lena. <laughs> Incorrect. That's wrong. It's Lily and James. So close. So close. Uh, this is a harder one. Number four. Why was Professor Quirrell killing unicorns in the Forbidden Forest? Professor Quirrell was killing the unicorns in the Forbidden Forest because Voldemort's essence, who was living off of Quirrell, could, uh, I believe the unicorn blood had a special uh, power in it that extended life but it was a cursed life wow i'm so impressed that is absolutely correct thank you yeah good job well done you're still batting 500 i'm 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 uh i'm just barely floating so that's good (laughs) what deadly plant waited beneath the trap door We're still in book one, right? Yes, yes. This is the last one in, in number one. I'll take a hint. Um, what's a good hint for this? Oh, I thought you had all the hints written out. Come on. Heck no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't need them. Um, but you said that... <laughs> You said you expected me to fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The it's it's a it's a two two word name and the, the first word is is a uh, it's another name for uh, Beelzebub. The devils that that's right, that part's right. The devils. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. The devil's soul patch. <laughs> Incorrect. Devil's, oh, so close. Devil's snare. Oh, that that was my second guess. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm sure it was. Moving on to movie two, you are currently two for five. I hope I do better on three and four. I hope so too. I, I hope so too. Uh, number question six, which is question one of movie two: Who came to visit Harry at the beginning of the second movie, and what kind of creature was he? I'm trying to remember the, the beginning of the second movie. Oh, Dobby? Correct. What kind of creature was he? An angry elf? I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's a house elf. Oh, sweet. I'll give it to you. you, you good job. Uh, so I, I'm at 50. You're, you're back at 50. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to get this one. Uh, maybe you will, actually. What tree did Harry and Ron crash into in the Fort Anglia? 
Weeping Willow? Incorrect. Weeping Willow? Incorrect. Ugh. The Whomping Willow. I hate so much right now. <laughs> what? You were wrong. <laughs> Number eight. Who is the first victim of the heir of Slytherin in this year, not in years past? Does that make sense? So not the ghost? Not the ghost. Is it the cat? No, 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 no. It would be, well, this is kind of broad. I'm assuming, can I guess, I'm going to guess Ron's younger sister. I'm going to give it to you. It was a little unclear. I was looking for the cat, which you knew. So, yes, you got that one. Back at 500. (laughs) Number nine. What is Voldemort's real name? I just need a first and last name, not the middle name. Tom Thumb? No. Was that a joke answer? No, that's my genuine answer. (laughs) No, you're wrong. Tom Riddle. That's right. Yeah. Riddle makes more sense. Just a little bit. I I, I could have sworn it was Thumb. But you, were, you were wrong. <laughs> Number 10. In the final battle versus the basilisk, Harry is wounded and the poison, the venom is inside him. How is his wound healed? The phoenix cries on it. Correct. I'm at 500. What a ride. Actually, yeah, you are here at 500. You got two for five in movie one and three for five in movie two. Hey, I'm doing better. Okay. Hopefully the hopefully you can get these since you just watched these, or at least more recently. I watched four less than like six hours ago, so I better get this one. Did you sleep? <laughs> Barely. Okay. Number 11. This is movie three. Who does Harry quote-unquote, blow up at the beginning of the movie. His uncle's aunt. No, his uncle's sister. Correct. Can you name her name? No. Okay. I can't, but that's not a, it's not a question, is it? I'll give it to you. Her name um, is one, 500. Her name is Marge. Yeah, she looked like a Marge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Number 12. Who escaped from Azkaban, and why should Harry be scared? Sirius Black, because at that point it was believed that he helped, he betrayed James and Lillian and uh, worked for Voldemort. Correct. Good job. Sweet. Good job. Um, okay, this, is a, this, this question sounds broad, but there's a specific term I'm looking for. Or a specific action I'm looking for. So, I'll, if you need specificity, I'll give it to you. What specificity? <laughs> what do dementors do to their victims? Do they do some? Do they make them relive their worst memory? Something sort like of, uh, ish. 
Okay, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll give you a much more specific version of the question for half points if you want. Okay. What does the Dementor's kiss do? It sucks the life out of them. Incorrect. Well, so sucks out their soul. That's what I meant when I said life. It doesn't kill them. <laughs> I hate your semantics so much. I, Sem- I was using life interchangeably with soul. <laughs> I, I told you I needed so specificity. <laughs> and that is a word. Number 14. I know it's a word. I was referencing <laughs> inception. Specificity. Who really created the Marauder's Map? I need either fake names or real names. The problem is, I don't know because half the time I don't understand what they're saying. Put on subtitles. I hate subtitles. That's your problem. (laughs) You're just sad because you're back at 500. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm one above 500 at this point. I'm almost back at 500. After this question, I'll be at 500. Would you like to give up now, then? No. <laughs> hmm. Who made the Marauder's Map? Is the Marauder's Map the thing that Harry had? Harry has a lot of things, Forrest. It's the map that shows where everyone is in Hogwarts. So the problem is I don't understand the twins, so I didn't understand when they explained it to Harry. All they did was explain. <laughs> all, all they did was all they explain did was ex- what, I know. <laughs> all, all they did was explain what it did. They didn't explain who the creators were. They didn't explain where they got it. They did, but not who the creators were because they didn't know who the creators were. I'm gonna go with James for five hundred. I mean, that's one of the four, but that's not going to get you any points. Oh, well, one of the four of the creators? Yes. We, we oh. had an extensive discussion about this earlier. Lupus. <laughs> <laughs> Lupin, Wormtail, Sirius Black, and James. His name is James. You can say it confidently. Those, those guys. Correct. Sweet. What is the true story of Sirius Black and Peter Pettigrew? Uh, They were both friends of James, and Peter was the one that betrayed James, and Sirius Black was trying to save his friends, and he got framed for Pettigrew's actions. Yes. Sweet. Okay, so that was four or five plus... Okay, so I'm nine of 15. So it seems you you know the general plot ones. You struggle with the detail ones. Yes, exactly. Okay. And we're on movie four now. I'm going to ask a question, and there's a specific name I'm looking for. Not a name of a person, but a name of a group. Okay. I'm at 60% right now. So Who crashes the Quidditch World Cup? Mm-hmm. That was the question. Hmm. 
I'm assuming you know, like, generally. Well, yeah, of course I know who it is. Yeah. What's the name of that group? I'll, I'll take a hint. Um, the name, it is, I'm looking for the name of the group of uh, Voldemort's followers. I know that. That's not a hint. I think that's a pretty good hint. That's not a hint because I knew that. Uh, you said be specific. The first word of the, it's, it's two words. The first word is synonymous with getting the life sucked out of you. <laughs> so the first word is a synonym of a phrase? Yeah. And it's two words? Two, two words, yes. The sucking followers. <laughs> That's... Uh, that is correct. Just kidding. That was very wrong. It's the Death Eaters. Death is not synonymous with having the life sucked out of you. We just went over that getting the life sucked out of you would kill you, and that's why it's not getting the soul sucked out of you. I dislike you right now. I'm sure you do. I disliked you last week. Still at 56%. <laughs> Who are the two other attending schools of the Triwizard Tournament, and I need their names? The one from Russia and the one <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> I'm at 500. Yes, you are. It's Bobatons. That's the French one. And Dermstrang is the yeah. Russian one. And you wonder why I didn't know it. I mean, oh, horrible. Okay. Number 18. We have three more. How does Harry solve the clue of the golden egg? And what was the, an what, like, what was the answer to the clue? Are you kidding? That's a two part question. We've had those before. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he solved the riddle by Robert Pattinson telling him to go take a bath in a public bath in the nude. It's quite awkward. That is how you take baths. I know, just not in a public bathhouse. That's just awkward. And nope. then you stick the egg underwater, you open it up, and it sings a siren song, and... He mentions that the song can only be can't be sung above ground, and it tips it off to the idea that it is in the Black Lagoon because it's talking about sirens, and then references something in regard to an hour. So the the suggestion was that they only had an hour's time to find whatever was underneath the water, and I know he was trying to figure out how he could stay under the water so long. Yeah, yeah, that's generally the gist. Is it sad that I know the 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 song, the sirens, or more people singing the egg? Uh, yeah, but I do know it. I won't sing it. Who performs the ritual to bring Voldemort back? That one's very easy. Peter Pettigrew. Yes. And... <laughs> What is the true identity of Mad-Eye Moody? 
And what is his name? Full name. <laughs> I sort of believe in you. Nope. 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 <laughs> Junior. I told you that's what I'm calling him. <laughs> Uh, Give me a hint. Give me a hint. hint. Uh, The senior version is also a character in the fourth movie. Okay, that is not a hint. How is that not a hint? I know that. That doesn't give me me any clue as to his name. That's just a random fact. That doesn't help me at all. It narrows down your focus to know who to think about. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Well, then why don't you think of a hint for yourself? His first name st- rhymes with, his full name rhymes with, now you fill in the rest. <laughs> no, I will not. I will say his na- His first name starts with a B and his last name starts with a C. Bodacious Crumb the second. <laughs> no, you dropped the one part you had right. <laughs> The correct answer is... I was talking about Junior. I was I just... Whatever. Barty Crouch Jr. Wrong. Okay, so I got... I think you got 11 correct? Yeah, so... Wait, I got 55%. <laughs> wow, still an F. <laughs> It was a it was a pass fail grade, and I needed to beat forty four. I was going to say if it's a pass fail grade, that's still not a pass. <laughs> no, but there was a threshold of passing, and the threshold was forty four. So that was not established. Oh, I established it. Oh, did you? <sighs> One of us did better, and the reality is, it was me. To be fair, if you gave me this Harry Potter quiz, I would have aced it. Of course you would have aced it. You're you're like a you're like a what crazy am I man. Like? <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a wild man. Knowing <laughs> all your Harry Potter facts. Yeah. Really crazy with the Harry Potter facts. Okay, that's gonna do it for us this week on We Watch Movies. It was a good time. Forrest actually kinda likes them now. And uh, next week, we'll do a mini episode. Like we mentioned, we'll talk about Black Panther. And then after that, um, I don't know what we'll do yet. Do we know what we're doing yet? Well, after that, we're going to do the next Harry Potter two films. No, 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 no. Second segment next week. Oh, I think we'll just... I think it'd be nice just to talk about the... I think we were going to talk about some of the films that he uh, Chadwick Boseman was in. Okay. Sounds good to me. Expect a Chasman. Ch- wow. Nope. Chadwick Bozeman special next week. Okay. That'll be fun. Will be our first actor highlight and sort of fortunate circumstances, but it'll, I think it'll be good. Yeah, it will. So that's going to wrap it, wrap it up today. I have been Elijah. He has been Forrest. You have been beautiful. And this has been We Watch Movies. We'll see you next time.